In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now this sermon is a third part in the series of sermons on the sacraments. To do these, uh, these series of sermons, I'm going to outline Frank Sheed, and today's subject is the sacrament of baptism. We'll do a quick review over what we've gone over before. That sanctifying grace is the single most important thing in this world and in the next. Sanctifying grace is absolutely necessary for salvation because without it we cannot get into heaven or we cannot even live there. If we want to live in reality and see things as they really are, we have to see things as God sees them. This is reality and sanctifying grace gives us this power. But we can lose sanctifying grace, and that's through mortal sin. If we lose sanctifying grace, we lose everything, because we've lost God. And we can get sanctifying grace through the sacraments. So now we'll begin today's sermon. Now there's a Franciscan missionary, this is the same missionary from a couple of weeks ago, who's telling me a story that one day he was making his tour of these villages in Bolivia, And he saw a man emerge from the jungle with an infant in his arms. Now the priest went up to the man, and the man told him that he had been walking for seven days through the jungle to bring this infant for baptism. Now he knew the priest would be at this particular village, because that was his priest's rotation, and he was going to meet him there at this time. And the child turned out that it wasn't even his. He was the uncle who was doing this for his brother, who had to take care of a large family. And after the baptism, this man walked back into the jungle to his village, another seven-day walk. Now this man saw the importance of baptism and the supernatural grace, and this is a simple faith. But this is reality, because he truly understood what was most important in this life, and that is sanctifying grace. Now it doesn't matter who we are, where or when we live, But it does matter on how we die. This is reality. Now reality is knowing that sanctifying grace is the most important thing in this world and in the next. We get this grace through the sacraments, beginning with baptism. Now baptism is the first sacrament that we receive, and so it is the first sacrament that gives us sanctifying grace. Baptism brings the soul to life. Now baptism mirrors the natural life. Now, in the natural life, an infant enters life by birth. But in the supernatural life, a soul enters supernatural life through baptism. Now, before this, we are natural enemies of God. St. Paul tells us that we, are, that we are born children of wrath. Without baptism, our souls remain, remain dead to the supernatural life. So what is Baptism. Baptism is the first of seven sacraments that we can receive, but it is the most important. Our Lord told Nicodemus, Unless a man be born of water and the Holy Ghost, he shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now it is the most important because it is necessary for our salvation. Now there is a baptism of blood and baptism of desire, but that is a whole other sermon in and of itself, and I'll save that topic for another day. But there is a grave obligation on parents not to delay the baptisms of infants longer than necessary. And this is because they could die without the sacraments and they could die without sanctifying grace. To put this off more than two weeks without a serious reason 
is a grave sin or can be gravely sinful. Now, don't waste any time bringing your baby soul to supernatural life. Now, without baptism, we cannot receive any of the other sacraments since there is no supernatural life there for the sacrament to live in. So it's like trying to feed a dead body. Baptism gives this life to the soul. A quick review of the Baltimore Catechism tells us that a sacrament is an outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. An outward sign instituted by Christ to give grace. So first of all, how was the sacrament instituted by Christ? Well, according to St. Bonaventure, our Lord tells us that he instituted, our Lord instituted the sacrament materially when he was baptized by St. John the Baptist in the River Jordan. Then our Lord instituted the form or the words of the sacrament, which I'll get to later, after his command to go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. But our Lord did not need to be baptized. He is already in a perfect friendship with God because he is God. St. Thomas teaches that Christ's infant power, the contact of his body, gave living, gave life-giving force not only to those waters which touched him, but to all the waters everywhere on earth and through all ages. In other words, our Lord made the waters holy to create the sacrament, the source of supernatural life. Now, what do we mean by an outward sign? By the sign, we see water being poured over an infant's forehead or skin with the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is not only a sign, but a reality of the cleansing power of the sacrament. Every sacrament has matter and form. Matter, which is the material, the stuff of which the sacrament is made, and the form, which expresses a reality of what is taking place in the sacrament. So the matter of baptism, the material, is the water. And this water is poured over the forehead or the skin of the one being baptized. Now, the only thing that can be used as matter is what we naturally call water. Water, not fruit juice, not tears, not milk. It has to be what we naturally understand as water. Now, the form of of baptism, the expression of reality is in the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, I, the minister, baptize you in the name Now, the name is of the one God. It's not plural, it's singular, in the name. And we are speaking of the Trinity also, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now, this is the command from God, so this is how we do baptism. Now, the same person who does the baptism, or who's saying the words, has to be pouring the water over the one being baptized. So, what does the sacrament do? What What are its effects? Now, we talked about the cleansing power of baptism, and these are the effects. The remission of original sin, which means it takes away the sin committed by Adam, and we become friends of God. Now, it also remits any actual sin, whether it is mortal or venial sin. Now, this is for those who have already reached the age of reason. It frees them from all sin. So all the sins that they have committed in life are completely forgiven and completely washed away. 
The third is the remission or removal of every penalty and every punishment which is due to sin. In other words, all the time in purgatory is washed away. So a person who dies immediately after baptism goes straight to heaven because the soul is completely cleaned from all sin and all the punishment that is due to sin. Fourthly, baptism fills us with sanctifying grace, making us pleasing to Almighty God, making us His friends. And lastly, the sacrament of baptism pours into us the gifts of the Holy Ghost and the infused virtues of faith, hope, and charity, and the cardinal virtues of prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Now who can receive the sacrament of baptism? Anyone who's not already baptized can receive baptism. Now it imprints a character, a mark on the soul, which can never be erased. That is why the sacrament cannot be repeated, and only one who is unbaptized can receive it. That is why it is a sin of sacrilege for someone to knowingly repeat the sacrament. That is why if we don't know if someone has received the sacrament, we say, if you are capable... And then we say the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost or of the Holy Spirit. Now, baptism is necessary for salvation, and we cannot be saved without it. This is why the church gives the power to anyone to do baptisms in case of emergency or grave necessity. We said anyone. So who can do a baptism? Any human being with the use of reason who has the intention to do what the church does, whether it's a Muslim, Jew, or pagan, as long as he intends to do what the church does, it's a valid sacrament, period. It is because baptism is necessary for salvation that Almighty God permits this. Now, why is this important for us to know? Because we might have to do one if there's no priest available, and we'll go over this. Now, in case of emergency or grave necessity, how do I baptize? First of all, we must ask, has this person already been baptized? If I don't know, or if he has been baptized in a non-Catholic church, then we have to do it conditionally. And we spoke about this, saying the words before, if, if you are capable, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. But first of all, we need the proper matter. Of course, this is water again. And what we naturally understand as water, no ice, no saliva. Now the form has to be there, and these are the words. And the form is, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, or I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Both are words which make the sacrament valid. And also the same person who is saying the words has to be pouring the water over the person being baptized. And it has to flow over the skin. It cannot flow over the hair. It has to flow over the skin, whether the forehead or any other part. Now, an infant in danger of death. For this case, don't wait. Just do it. You can do it by soaking a cotton ball with water and then squeezing it over the forehead of an infant And when a few drops come out, as long as the drops are moving, you say the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, and the child is baptized. In an emergency, you cannot wait for a priest. When I was in Arkansas, one of our parishioners baptized a dying infant. He was a doctor. He called me up on the phone, and it was about 2 o'clock in the morning. 
He already knew how to do the baptism because he had learned how to do it before. He was a doctor. And he knew what to do in case of danger. So the priest explained to him on his way out there, in case he's going to die, go ahead and do the baptism. You know how to do it. When the priest arrived, the doctor had already done the baptism because he was afraid the infant was about to die. And he did the right thing. Now in the case of miscarriage, how do we do a baptism? Well, there's a handout available here in the church that shows on how to do a baptism in the case of a miscarriage. This is very important to review. Read it and review it from time to time so you have a proper understanding of how to do these things and so you're not caught by surprise. If you find out someone is expecting a child, give them one of these pamphlets so they have one and they understand what to do just in case. Give them to newly married couples because that is the end of marriage, of course, is to have children. And so you want it, they want to have children, but they also want to bring children into supernatural life and into heaven. Now the way to do a baptism in this case, in case of miscarriage, what you do is you fill a bowl of water, and then you open the sack where the child is, so that water can flow in and water can flow across the skin. And the way you get it to flow across the skin is that you spin it in the water. And as you are spinning, you say the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Now you may be called in a case of emergency. If you see a car accident and you find an unconscious dying adult, then you baptize him. If you don't know whether that person has been baptized or not, then you do it conditionally. You do this by saying... If you are capable, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. If you forget the words, if you are capable, don't worry. Still say the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And this way, you know the man is baptized. If you can't get to his forehead, if the forehead is in a a different place that you can't get at, or if there's no skin there, then go to a place where there is some exposed skin. Because remember, the thing that you have to look for is exposed skin so that water flows across the skin. And as you're pouring the water, the same person who's doing the pouring says the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you don't know if someone is dead, is it okay to baptize? Yes, you can. But in this case, we must do it conditionally because we don't know whether the soul is there or not. And so you do this conditionally. Now, you can do this until decomposition sets in. This is why we we do it conditionally so that we're covered. It is important that we all memorize the formula for baptism. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost or I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Everyone should know it. Everyone should have it memorized in case of emergency. It's also important to always carry holy water around with you because you never know when you may need it. Remember, we are dealing here with a sacrament that is necessary for salvation. I know many people worry about the intention also. Did I form the right intention when I did this baptism? Don't worry. As long as you do whatever the church intends then it is a valid sacrament and it's a valid baptism. St. Augustine tells us that we men are bound by the sacraments. God is not. So we need to observe all these rules for baptism to make sure that these souls get into heaven and God and his mercy will take care of all the rest. 
So let us review. Sanctifying grace is the single most important thing in this life. Baptism fills the soul with sanctifying grace. It frees us from all sin, original and actual, and it fills the soul with the gifts and the virtues. Baptism is absolutely necessary to get into heaven. Without it, we cannot live a supernatural life, and we cannot get into heaven, let alone live there. Baptism is absolutely necessary for salvation, and that is why God has given this power for anyone to be able to do it. The way we do it is by taking water and pour it over the forehead or skin of the person being baptized while saying the words, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. May God bless you all. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.